Welcome to Walkinverse. We're going to expose tyranny and share the truth. So sit back and enjoy the ride. Hey everyone, it's me, Kev, and welcome back. And today we're going to talk about COVID-19. And what we're going to talk about is how the media today is stirring a ton of panic, unwarranted panic, and they should be held accountable for what they're doing. In order to show this, I want to roll back to 2009 first. In 2009, we had an outbreak of the H1N1 flu, and Obama was president at the time. In April, we had millions of people in the United States that were infected with the flu, H1N1 swine flu, with over 1,000 dead. And this was stated also by Thomas, Dr. Thomas Friedman, who is the director of the CDC. Now remember, over a thousand people have died and millions were infected and there was no panic at all. When the World Health Organization officially declared H1N1 a pandemic in June, the American health officials declared a public health emergency. But it wasn't until four months later in October that then the president of the United States, Obama, declared H1N1 a national emergency. And at the time, we've had, again, I'll say it again, millions of people infected with over a thousand dead. And yet, nothing from the media, no panic, no public outcry, nothing. And then Obama went on record stating this. He said, the 2009 H1N1 pandemic continues to evolve. The rates of illness continue to rise rapidly within many communities across the nation. And the potential exists for the pandemic to overburden healthcare resources in some localities. And now we'll hear what Obama had to say about this pandemic. We are closely monitoring the emerging cases of swine flu in the United States. And this is obviously a cause for concern and requires a heightened state of alert. But it's not a cause for alarm. The Department of Health and Human Services has declared a public health emergency as a precautionary tool to ensure that we have the resources we need at our disposal to respond quickly and effectively. Now, you listen to Obama speak, right? It was all about being calm, no need to panic, and to act on this quickly and effectively. And then we continue on to look at some headlines during 2009. I want you to listen to the language. October 24th, 2009. There was an article by Brian Walsh. It was, came out on a Saturday by time. And the media did not say to lock down cities or quarantine, as they're doing right now. They did not call for major panic or stockpiling or going out and buying food if you're over 60 like they're doing now. What they said was this. H1N1, national emergency. Time for concern, not panic. Fast forward to October 25th, 2009, and the New York Times had another article. And what did they say? They stated this. On Sunday, swine flu reached high into the sporting world, delaying, again, listen to the word, delaying a key French soccer match. So again, they didn't seize the area. They didn't shut it down. It was under quarantine. It was, we're going to delay it. The game between rivals Paris Saint-Germain, and Olympic D or Olympic Day um, Marcelli was postponed. Again, postponed, right? No panic, real calm talk. 
Then they continue on to say, the disease continued to spread rapidly in parts of the Northern Hemisphere, though it has slowed in much of the Southern Hemisphere. The swine flu has claimed nearly 5,000 lives according to the World Health Organization. US, U.S. officials say more than 1,000 Americans have died because of it. So here, again, you're seeing over 1,000 people have died in America alone, 5,000 lives um, worldwide, and there's no panic, no cause for it all. They continue on to say millions of people in the United States have had the swine flu either in the first wave in the spring or the current wave. Amid growing fears, traditional parties, school events, and birthdays, par- birthday parties have been canceled. Reactions at times bordered on panicky. And yet today, what's the media doing? It's complete chaos and total panic. Everything they can do to spin the, the story about COVID-19 is just unprecedented. Now, we'll continue on with the article from 2009. It also says this, that since last winter's more isolated cases, the expectation that the virus would return with a vengeance has posed a test of the Obama administration. So here they're saying how the Obama administration is going to be under pressure. But they threw this in. Officials are mindful that the previous administration, this is Bush's failure to better prepare for and respond to Hurricane Katrina in 2005 left doubts that dodged President George Bush to the end of his term. Now, I have no idea what that has to do with the swine flu in that article. But you can see the bias even there. Now, it's, it's not as blatant as today, but you can still see it. And now, what's really frustrating is you had President Obama didn't lift a finger until a thousand Americans in the United States were dead and millions were infected with the H1N1 flu, which we didn't really know about at the time. And only then did he say it's time for a national emergency. But you have one person that dies in the United States under the media today in Washington state, they declare a state of emergency and other states are on the, are doing the exact same thing. It's full-blown panic. And even if you look at the stores today, people are panic buying toilet paper, hand wash, sanitizer, everything. It's, it's, absolutely, it's, it's absolutely insanity. There's just no other way I can explain it. Now, the question I have, does this, this seem a little bit odd to you? Because it does to me. Now, when, when Trump speaks that he has it under control, he's demonized or he's acting out of the, you know, acting too soon or what he's doing is incorrect. No matter what the man tries to do, whether you love him or hate him, he's demonized. And here we can hear, and here we can hear him say how he has it under control. He has taken precaution to slow down or to have minimal impact in the United States. And even with that, the media still wants to demonize the man. Let's listen, let's listen to him speak. Uh, I've just received another briefing from a great group of talented people on the virus that is going around to various parts of the world. We have, through some very good early decisions, decisions that were actually ridiculed at the beginning, we closed up our borders to flights coming in from certain areas, uh, areas that were hit by the coronavirus and hit pretty hard. And we did it very early. A lot of people thought we shouldn't have done it that early, and we did, and it turned out to be a very good thing. And the number one priority from our standpoint is the health 
and safety of the American people. And that's the way I viewed it when I made that decision. Because of all we've done, the risk to the American people remains very low. And what he says is true. The risk to the American people, as we'll show later, has remained very low and still is very low. Which now brings me back till today, or to today, March of 2020. Headlines across the news are, are just, they're insane. Now, I want you to listen to the language being used. Remember, in 2009, it was calm, don't panic. Even though a thousand were dead and millions infected, it's nothing to worry about. We're taking preliminary um, precaution to make sure that we get this thing under control. That was Obama. Now, again, a thousand dead. There's not a thousand dead with coronavirus. Headline from Colorado says this, Colorado, North Carolina, declares state of emergency over coronavirus. This was released March 10th, 2020. And here's what they said. Governor Jared Polis said this, Democrat. We're going to get through this together, but the actions we take in the next few days and weeks will determine the trajectory of coronavirus in Colorado. Trajectory. So basically, <laughs> determine how it's going to rip through the state. Panic and fear. Polis also called for an increase in the number of people who are being tested for the deadly illness outbreak. Now remember, as of right now, we don't have a thousand people dead. I think it's around 30, 32 total. But they're not telling you why these people died. We'll get to that in a minute as well. So again, here you have a deadly virus, a deadly illness outbreak. Again, H1N1 was not considered deadly, at least not in the media terms, right? It was there was a virus, but not deadly. Um, and he urges, this is the um, governor again, urges those who are over 60 years old and older to avoid public gatherings, basically self-quarantine. As of Tuesday, Colorado has confirmed 12 coronavirus cases per data via John Hopkins University Center for Systems Science and Engineering. Remember now, Obama, we had millions. Here you have 12. And they're in a state of emergency and no death. Next headline. South Dakota announces five cases of coronavirus, one death, March 10th, 2020. What's really troubling about this is when you read the article, it says this. Officials have not confirmed if his death was caused by the virus. And they state he had an underlying health issue. Yet, the headline that they use here is to create fear and panic. And if you skip down to the end of the article, this is what it says. The vast majority of people recover from the new virus. Now, rather than putting it at the very top, where they say one person dead, they say at the very end of it, the vast majority of people recover from this new virus. According to the World Health Organization, people with mild illness recover in about two weeks while those with more severe illness may take three to six weeks to recover. In mainland China, where the virus first exploded, more than 80,000 people have been diagnosed and more than 58,000 have recovered. And that's kind of important to understand that the recovery rate, the recovery rate is high, not low as they're making this out to be. Now, there's a word I want you to understand. The word is called presumptive. And what that word means is it means that it's something that's presumed in the absence of further information. 
So a presumptive diagnosis of this virus means that maybe at the state level, they ran some tests and they're presuming that it's COVID-19, but until they send it off to the CDC to actually know, they don't know, but they're presuming it is the the COVID-19, a presumptive diagnosis, right? Um, Another um, meaning of this word is based on probability or presumption. It also means giving grounds for reasonable opinion or belief, opinion or belief. And an example of that sentence could be something like, um, in that climate of fear, an accusation alone was presumptive evidence of guilt. It was assumed. So when the media talks about all this death, they throw in presumptive. It's a presumptive case, which means they may have done tests. Whether or not it's accurate, we don't know, but they've done tests in the, in the local area. And then it's being sent off to the CDC to verify. Okay, headline number two. New Jersey announces first COVID-19 death. New York deploys National Guard to New Rochelle, NBC New York, March 10th, 2020. Again, same day, different area, different paper, scare tactics, fear, fear, fear. And in the second paragraph, they create panic by saying the man traveled between states. He didn't leave the country but he traveled from New Jersey to New York, and then they firm up why he died. But now, the, remember, the article says death, first death of COVID-19. But the man was 69 years old. He was admitted to Hackensack University Medical Center last Friday, and eventually suffered two cardiac arrests. And what the article says is that he initially, he initially survived one cardiac arrest, but went into a second cardiac arrest and did not recover. He didn't revive. He died. The second time, he could not be revived. He is now among 15 presumptive positive cases in the Golden Garden State. So the man died of a heart attack. Did he have coronavirus? Maybe. But he didn't die from coronavirus. He died from a second heart attack. So again, the report, the reporting the media is giving the people is misleading. It's, 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 it's fraud, actually. I mean, you know, years ago, I, I did journalism. And one thing we taught, we were taught was to back up our facts, you know, and to always have our sources available. Today in the media, it's just anything goes, right? It's all headline clickbait. And, and the problem is in the, in the generation of Twitter and Facebook and all these social media channels, nobody reads the text. They all go off headline news. And, and that's the problem. Nobody really just dives into it. And, 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 and to prove this, let's listen to what they say about it. As the lieutenant governor shared, we have our first mortality as a result of COVID-19. I will give you a short case history. It's a 69-year-old male with a history of diabetes, hypertension, atrial fibrillation, GI bleeding, and emphysema and was admitted to Hackensack University Medical Center on March 6th. History was taken and specimens were sent to the state lab on March 7th. All isolation precautions were taken. He was placed in a step-down unit. His, con- his condition started to deteriorate last evening. He suffered a cardiac arrest, was successfully revived, but suffered another arrest this morning and expired. 
And you can see how right here in this clip by them speaking about how the man died, it was from a second cardiac arrest. He had some testing done, sent off to the state lab to see if he had COVID-19, but COVID-19 didn't kill him. It was a second heart attack that killed the man. And when you continue on in the article, at the end, again, they always do this at the end. So the beginning of these news articles are panic, fear, death, mortality, uh, rates high. It's just crazy. And at the end of the article, what do they say? They say this. Transmission is not that easy. There has been a misperception that coronavirus hangs in the air, watching to catch you. No, it takes direct person-to-person contact, direct transmission of fluids. Then they go on to say fear, right? So you kind of like have fear, then you label it with like a little bit of like, you know, ain't that bad. I'll bring fear in again. Worldwide, the virus has infected more than 109 thousand people and killed more than 3,800. Now, if you look at the United States with COVID-19, the total case in the United States are around, I believe, 1,200, and the total deaths are around 32. So when you look at the numbers of coronavirus versus the common flu, the common flu kills more people per year than COVID-19 is killed. And you don't hear people setting schools up in quarantine areas or shutting down cities or you know, shutting down a public events of more than 250 people as they're doing in Seattle right now. Last year, there was an estimated 34 to 49 million people infected with the flu, according to the CDC. And that was between October 1st, 2019 and February 29th, 2020. In addition, 350,000 to 620,000 were hospitalized. And they estimated 20 to 52,000 people have died due to the flu. All right. Now, in 2017 and 2018, that was the peak season um, of, a, of one of the worst flus we've had in 40 years. And the outcome was 80,000 Americans dead. Yet there's been no media panic, no public outcry, and yet 80,000 Americans died from this, that seasonal flu, which was the worst we had in 40 years. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, what's the difference between 2018, where you had this huge death rate of the flu, and 2020? It's an election year. That's the difference. It's an election year. And so when you put things into more perspective, because I keep hearing the media bring up the Spanish flu or the 1918 flu pandemic, that lasted almost two years, and it killed over half a million Americans. That's what the historians estimate. So when you think about what's going on, now I'm not downplaying this. Again, I want to be clear on that. But what I am saying is that the media is really spinning this out of control to cause mass hysteria and massive panic. The flu season in 2018 was worse than 2019, okay? And they said that it was... um, what was around in 2019, I think it was around 19,000 have died or something like that. But even with vaccines, the CDC said that the vaccine was only 47% effective against the flu. And in 2018, it was only 36% effective. So again, you know, even with the vaccine, it doesn't really save you. You know, it helps some people, but some people it does not. People still pass away from, from the normal common flu. And again, there is no panic or outcry. Nothing. No schools closed, you know, no death tolls. 
But here with COVID-19 and our current media, it's death tolls are climbing, you know, cities shut down, toilet paper. It's just, it's just pure panic. Now, when you want to look at COVID-19, the actual fatality rate, fatality rate, what are the pre-existing conditions that people are dying from this? Well, people with cardiovascular disease has a, has a 10.5% death rate. Diabetes, 7.3%. Chronic respiratory disease, 6.3%. Hypertension, 6%. Cancer, 5.6%. And those with no pre-existing conditions, less than 1%. Now, last put this into comparison to the H1N1. H1N1, 59 million Americans were infected, right? 265,000 were hospitalized and over 12,000 dead. COVID-19, as of today, there's 1,276 active cases. There's been 38 people who have passed. 10 are currently are serious or critical condition, which means that out of every million people, out of every 1 million people, there's four cases. That's what COVID-19 is, right? And the worldwide totals, as of today, March 12th, I may be playing this for you back a little bit later, so I'm giving you the dates. On March 12th, 2020, there were 126,000 known cases and 4,500 deaths reported worldwide. But what they're not telling you is there's also, there has also been 68,000 who have recovered, which leads me to a poem. And it's called Propaganda. Because what we're seeing going on right now around the media is just pure pop propaganda. An institution that propagates a scheme is nothing more than a propaganda machine. 1,000 speak the same dull lines. The American public drinks it like wine. There's nothing new under the sun. Just corrupt individuals having fun at the expense of everyone's mind. No one thinks agendas pass with time. If you enjoyed the episodes, please consider membership for $5 a month. You'll gain access to all past, present, and future e-reports and books, as well as any member-only content. The link is in the description of the episode. If you have any questions, topics, or comments, please send me an email at walkinverse at protonmail.com. That's W-A-L-K-I-N-V-E-R-S-E at P-R-O-T-O-N-N-A-I-L.com. And until next time, keep the faith, stay safe, and peace.